0: hello everyone i'm your host Token. and it's my podcast for that welcome welcome back and as you can tell by the title, it's how to listen talking about people i want to meet in the bible I'm from the bible and i kind of just had this random question like who would i want to meet obviously everyone is a good option to meet and everybody is worthy of being met because they all played a good role or a very important role in the bible for us to be able to have something to refer back to but i do think that there are people who are just highlighted in my work in my walk i'm gonna say work walk with the lord and so i kind of want to just kind of talk about it and like give my reasons why and hopefully encourage you to think about this and yeah so i'm gonna start off strong obviously i want to meet the trinity i'm gonna count them as like one obviously they're three in one yeah, it's very, very complicated. But yes, the Trinity. I want to just ask Jesus so many questions. And um, I just want to talk about like, you know, at the end of John, I believe it says like there were so many other things that he did, but they weren't recorded. I want to ask, what else did you do, Lord? Like spill the tea. Like I want to know what happened. You know, I also want to talk about like um, certain things that he said that are a mystery, you know, like kind of just why he chose certain times to say certain things and even just like for example the whole kind of the whole encompassing meaning behind the whole the verse that talks about like oh he chose he kind of walked through the crowd after they wanted to this is like a context scripture where he was preaching to people and they were offended and they wanted to push him over the cliff and he actually walked through them because his time had not come yet i'm like lord how did you even do that like those are the kind of things i want to ask him obviously i want to talk about how it felt like to be as a a human being like what that felt like as someone who was like as like a spiritual being and then having to be in a human body like how would that feel like obviously we would be human body into spirit but the Spirit into spiritual being into human body and then spiritual being insane insane kind of like experience <laughs> i would want to hear about that even just like his childhood that's a that's another big thing i want to ask him like you know what what did it look like to be a kid for you obviously in i think i believe it's matthew it talks about how he would be in the temple asking the, the teachers of religious law and the pharisees like questions and like listening in what they would be saying but i want to know like details you know like oh this one time da, da, da i want to know about that the holy spirit as well i want to know how it felt like to um kind of hover over the earth before time before god created the earth like and the universe like i want to know like how did that even how did that even come to be cuz in proverbs in proverbs it talks about how he was the architect Next to God, like he was wisdom, he was being consulted, you know, basically, and it kind of personifies wisdom and basically the Holy Spirit, but it also kind of makes the Holy Spirit feel like a a concept very, very confusing and obviously God <laughs> I have so much to ask him, like I have so much to ask him i I have so much to ask him, like in terms of like things that I think about that I haven't experienced personally but i want to know about those are the things i want to ask him like oh lord what happened in this in this case like when this happened in the world what was going on for real obviously this is what this is what they told us but what happened for real like world history type of thing even just like celebrity life like i know it's not anything maybe maybe that desire will leave me when when i come out of my my um my earthly body because as somebody who loves like pop culture and celebrity lifestyle obviously from a biblical perspective I'm not saying I want to be famous and give myself the devil of course not but I'm talking about like the culture behind it like the kind of like the theory be or the the, the 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 theory part of it like the theoretical part of it just of how pop culture became pop culture and what are the actual details of what people go through in the limelight when the doors are closed and when the cameras are not shooting them so yeah those are some things i want to ask god even just like <laughs> this kind of things that he made in the old testament to be um true and the things that he kind of greenlit like for example when elijah is being fed by ravens i'm like god why did you choose ravens like why didn't you choose this like Even just like the methods that he used to communicate his will to people. For example, when we think of like, I believe it's Jeremiah, where he puts a noose around his neck. And that's a whole like, (laughs) talking point to the Israelites. I'm like, that's so crazy, you know? So yeah, that's like the first, like, person, people I would want to meet. Next, I want to meet David. That man, that man's story I really encourage you in this festive season, no, not this festive season, I really encourage you if you have time, if you have like a gap between like Bible plans or like Bible readings or books in the Bible, read 1 Samuel. In fact, read Samuel, 1 and 2 Samuel. That Those books or that book will actually throw you for, your lo- for a loop. There's so much that happens. Every chapter is just so like drama filled. Obviously, it's not like sensationalized, but it's just very like, Uh huh (laughs) there's certain things i'm just like lord why did this even happen for example when Saul throws a spear to at david when he actually called for when his people around him called for somebody to play soothing music because god sent a tormenting spirit to him he actually throws a spear at somebody who was helping him i think not just once but even twice i was like and then he calls his son a son of a like a harlot basically i'm like this band is actually insane that book is actually <laughs> it just goes through there's just so much that happens even just like much much later where david is old in his life and he's cold and he he basically cannot get he cannot get warm and has to like lay with someone and use their body heat to get warm like those are some of the things i'm like oh i want to I, I wanna hear from the from his mouth and when i hear from him firsthand and hear what he had to say about his earthly life even solomon like how how can you write ecclesiastes allegedly and just you know drop one of the best books in the bible and i'm not gonna hear from you firsthand i need to hear from him like that's another person like solomon his life is just obviously he was definitely very busy he had like seven hundred concubines and five hundred wives. That's a lot He had so he had such good time management like he was so evenly <laughs> he was so like evenly spread with all his other wives and concubines like such a organized man to say the least. but yes, he's someone that I wanted to meet like he had the richest lifestyle we'll ever see on this earth. I think to this day he's still the richest man who has ever lived if you google it like god blessed him with so much wealth and wisdom like as somebody who kind of really wants to be perceived as wise and wants to chase off the wisdom so bad i really want to hear from him how he lived a wise life and how what it looked like from a day-to-day basis to lead in wisdom so yeah that's the third person um i also want to kind of speak or meet Esther because I think she is kind of a grow boss like a biblical grow boss among other things she's definitely an icon and especially since we had a queen who was like like a savior for the people or used as a vessel for God to be the savior of his people very very interesting very very interesting woman So yeah, even, um, who else would I want to meet? Loki Jeremiah, because he lived such an interesting life. He had such a different calling to God. Like it wasn't just like, oh, go and tell them this. He would literally have these like expressionate, like ways of telling the people about what God is, what God's judgment looks like if they don't repent. And I think it's very important that we have people like that because I just highlight how Christianity is not just like a single like monolith or the lifestyle of Christians such as a monolith. Like everybody just lives by this particular instant, one cut and dry lifestyle. Obviously, there are guidelines, but I do think there are different ways of expressing those guidelines. You know, God is a God of creativity, and He allows and He created us to be creative, so. Yeah, I think Jeremiah is one of them. I also want to talk about, I also want to like meet him and ask him about like, how that felt to have like some of the most insane requests from God. You know, even just Elijah. I want to meet him, but he's not on my list. Like going to going to a widow's house and giving her an endless, or well, not an endless supply, but a very like limited, an unlimited, limited supply of oil and flour. Very insane to me. Very insane. Anyway, moving on. Um, Who else would I want to meet? Obviously Moses. Yeah, Moses as well. I think he's also one of those people that really, really, really had to obey the Lord. Because his obedience would influence the people of Israel's obedience. Obviously not all the time. Because there were times when Moses would be the only person who would um follow God. Very, very scary times. But I would want to hear from him, like from an earth- earthly perspective as to how it felt to talk to God and to see his back from an earthly perspective and to have your face shine after talking to God, like literally shining. Like that's so crazy to me. I want to know how that felt like because the scripture I believe in, in Hebrew, it talks about how um the people of Israel long ago would feel like they'd beg God to stop talking because of how how holy He was, I and mean, He is. Sorry, and how much it was, it would feel like death. Basically, it would feel like kind of I kind of pictured like kind of like anxiety, like deep, deep anxiety, but not from a fear based thing, like a like a t- tyrannical fear, but like a reverent fear for God kind of anxiety. Like, oh my gosh, like, look at this person, you know, they're so high, highly esteemed, or this being, they're so high, highly esteemed. Like, if that was what it was like for people to talk or to have God talk to them, how did Moses feel like? I want to ask him that. Anyway, going into the New Testament, number one person I want to meet from the New Testament uh, would be, I think. I was going to say Paul, but I put Paul a second. I want to meet Jesus' mom. Because there's a verse that talks about how she would see things and just think about them. Like, as somebody who is a deep thinker, I want to know what she was thinking. Let a woman... Women's stories matter. They matter. Like, I'd want to hear her thoughts. I want to see... I want to know what it, what it was like to raise the Messiah. You know? And even just, like, circumstances around Jesus' birth... Very insane, very, very crazy. I want to know how she felt in that moment. And even just like how that that impacted her relationships with other people, with Joseph and her friends and even her mother and mother-in-law, like if they were alive at the time, I'd want to know what she was thinking, her story. Because I don't think we talk about her enough. (laughs) But yeah, next person, like I said, Paul. Paul. Saul who became Paul. Like, he was somebody who had so much zeal for God. And I think a lot of us in Gen Z, like, I was listening to a um, worship experience thing. It was like a worship night thing. And in the middle of it, they spoke about how Gen Z has has zeal for God, basically, Gen the generation of zeal. Gen Z, generation of zeal. So I think a lot of us, if we want to learn about what zeal looks like, we can look at Jesus number one, but also Paul, because he lived a very radical life as well, like where he would be in jail and in the midst of jail, talk about how he was so happy. That's where we get the book of Philippians. One of the happiest books. Meanwhile, the writer or the author was literally in jail, probably awaiting death, you know? And I think Acts is such a good book to kind of learn about the the life of Paul from without him telling us himself essentially so yeah I think kind of learning about what zeal looked like for him and I want to hear it from him himself and like oh you know when you met all these other people who stood out to you the most you know he kind of speaks about Timothy obviously probably the one that's certain the most but like he's at the end of his books or his letters he talks about people that either should stop fighting, people that helped, in the, helped him in any capacity. He kind of mentions them, and I would kind of want to know what it felt like to be such a well-rounded person in the sense that he would have so many people he would come in contact with. He would be talking to prisoners. He would be writing letters to other people. He would be immersing himself with believers. And kind of, he even speaks about like how he has birth pains <laughs> because of like some negative situation where I believe it's because he had so much compassion over th- over them to do right and he felt like oh it feels as though I'm going into birth pains I believe it's in I'm gonna I'm gonna say Romans where he talks about this and it's just so interesting because he's a man and I don't know why he would use that uh, metaphor to describe that but I think it kind of speaks to his empathy and I want to ask him as to why he chose that, you know, and why he chose that metaphor. I think a lot of my questions for the people I am thinking about uh, have to do with why and why they, why they chose to do certain things, and like how they came to choose that, to make that choice. Essentially, anyway, moving on, I also want to speak to James, the half brother of Jesus. Like, I really want to know about people who, like, were around Jesus. In his like upbringing and like who, I guess, in the earthly perspective, from an earthly perspective, would have the most intimate knowledge of Jesus aside from God, but obviously Jesus outright says like, "Who are? Where are my brothers and my mother? These are my brother and mother." Like when he said that, I was like, "Lord." Like, Lord, why did you say this? And I know he was saying it to talk about like how, you know, essentially an intimate, the earthly measures of an intimate relationship um, can be compared to those that do the will of God. And a title doesn't matter, essentially. And the same measure or the concept of the relations that you have between your mother and brother can be applied to our relationship with God essentially and with the Lord I know that but I think it was it's so insane maybe it's just like a Gen Z thing like um who are they like yeah these are my these are my family like who are those people at the back like that's how it felt like to me when I read every time I read I'm just like Lord why did you say this but yeah um James I think also he just it's it's so interesting when you read the book of James because he kind of writes like Jesus spoke and it kind of gives me a hint as to how kind of maybe close they were or how influenced he was by Jesus's lifestyle because it's such a different book and it sticks out in terms of its diction and the structure of it and how he says things because Paul yes he can get into like being very like structured and everything but I think sometimes it can even err onto like kind of just talking to someone, you know, like kind of sometimes when you read, like, for example, Romans, it feels sometimes in some parts of the of the book, it kind of feels like he's just talking to you because even in first Corinthians, he's like, Oh, not like this and this, but also da, da, da. In James there's none of that. It's just like, Oh, God allows temptation because he wants to produce endurance. Like even the way he says, it, it just reminds me of Jesus and just kind of like how old the old Testament was james and hebrews essentially so yeah also side note i'd also want to know from god who wrote these mysterious books like hebrews um ecclesiastes i said solomon but it doesn't explicitly say it is their context clues only um what else what other book even like the un like specified chapters or the un- of Psalms or the uh, the unspecified Psalms, what other book isn't explicitly said to be written by someone? I think those are the other those are the only ones. I know there's an Old Testament one that's like not explicitly explicitly written by someone, but yes, those books kind of stick out to me. Like, oh, who wrote these? Most likely the Holy Spirit inspired it, or He Himself. I don't know, but I want to know from God Himself. Yes. Anyway, moving on, we said Mary, we said Paul, we said James, also Peter. I'd want to, I'd want to know what it felt like to kind of have this responsibility that Jesus personally gave to you. Obviously, it's not necessarily like he's more esteemed than than the other disciples, but he tells jesus tells peter like yeah you know go and take care of my sheep after he basically rectifies the three times that peter um, denied jesus i think it's very interesting because it just kind of feels very personal and i want to know how that affected his life even just like how that affected his marriage i believe peter was married if i'm not mistaken how, how did his mission affect his marriage? Like, living on mission and kind of following this random man who told you to follow him. Like, Lord, why aren't you recruiting random men? Like, obviously, for righteous purposes. But yes, Um. also, if Judas was alive, I'd want to ask him, you know, after seeing all of that, how come you did this? You know, like, if, if he made it to heaven, how come how come you chose this lifestyle and when jesus explicitly told you that you have said it when he asked jesus when judas asked jesus like is it me lord and he said you have said it (laughs) lord um how come he didn't you know pull jesus aside and say like lord i'm sorry this is the plan obviously was for, for for the sake of predestination but i i still think there was still an option to say lord you know this is what i'm struggling with like some of the things that you're doing they're righteous but I want to know why you're doing this like because I believe it's in um I'm gonna say Mark where the woman comes to anoint him and they were like oh this could have been used to it could have been sold and be given the money given to the poor and then Jesus says yeah you always have the poor but you won't always have me and then right after Judas goes to betray Jesus, like yeah, how much will you pay me to betray him to you? It felt it kind of reads as like, oh, you know what? This is a lost lost cause. I'm going. I'm dipping. You know, I gotta go because this this man is living is living recklessly as or so he perceived Jesus to be, and I think a lot of us can think that way. Like where our version of security and stability. Doesn't it always coincide with what God views as as stable and secure, and sometimes we can jump ship, as Judas jumped ship. But it's up to, it's up to our um, dependence on God, and God calling us to dependence. More importantly, to go back to Him and say, Lord, I don't, I don't feel like this is good please show me because God's never wrong I'm not saying we must doubt God but we can still bring questions to him and our concerns and say Lord I'm, I, I, I struggle with with accepting what you're doing here you know and I want to ask him I really want to ask him I'd want to ask Judas anyway moving on um I think the very last person not because they're least in my mind. But I think the very last person I want to meet is John. The one that wrote Revelation. The book of Revelation. Like, that would be so insane to be seeing all these very spiritual things and concepts. And seeing all these spiritual things taking place. And having to write them down. And kind of remember them. I think even when I see like someone manifest and you know somebody going through deliverance it kind of freaks me out I'm like oh (laughs) it's a little bit scary like obviously something good's happening but it's like oh I'm a little bit scared lord and so imagine that but actually seeing all these crazy things all these revelations like every single thing that you've never even seen in your natural life coming to life And coming to, not coming to life, but you actually having the spiritual eyes to see them. That's why when people say, yeah, I see when we were praying, I saw like demons looking at us. I'm like, girl, no, don't talk about that. (laughs) I am a little bit like shaken up. I'm not scared. I'm just a little bit rattled. Like, why would you say that? Or yes, when we were praying over you, I saw the woman who was gripping your ankle leave. I'm like, girl, that's not, (laughs) I didn't need to know that. But yeah, I think if we have those slight revelations, how much how much did John see out I'd want to ask him like how did you feel when you saw all of that? How did you feel when you were when you were literally seeing the Lord work and also seeing all that he is doing and going to do? Insane. Insane. So yeah those people I want to meet and also some honorary mentions um Adam and Eve I want to I want to speak to them I want to speak to Eve not from like a girl just like girl like what happened like <laughs> girl I know the devil is trifling but like I've never used that word in my life trifling Uh, he's like I'm gonna stick with it it's trifling but girl what happened you know you literally you literally saw the lord you literally walked in this beautiful garden you know like and then you chose to listen to a snake like weren't you scared why didn't you run away you know but yeah obviously everything's rectified with jesus and we'll be stepping into glory when we are taken up into heaven but yeah those are the people want to meet people who are kind of stick out to me even Samuel like his life is very interesting like even the circumstances around his birth like his mom being barren boom prays intensively boom she gives him basically gives him up for adoption and not just like any adoption but she gives him to the church to be brought up as a man of God and not only that but like when he was weeping over Saul I was like this is so like emotional and it was just it just kind of made me take note of that because I think it, it could have been very easy for him because he lived a very like staunch life it could have been very easy to be like yeah okay yeah lord yeah I'm done cut cold cut him off very like coldly and like quickly but he wept, he wept, not wept, he wept for um for soul and yeah I think that's kind of speaks to his character and I want to know about his life You know, because I think although the first like five chapters take place about like his life and his mom's life, I'd want to know like from his perspective, because I think first and second Samuel kind of take place from David mainly and also Saul relentlessly pursuing him. Yeah, Samuel as well. I want to know about like his day to day. Yeah. So yeah, those are the people I want to meet. I would want to hear who you'd want to meet. Like if you listen to this podcast on, um, Spotify. You will be able to answer the question. <laughs> There's a question like tab, like a Q and A type of thing. I'll post something and be like, who do you want to meet in the Bible, and why? Alternatively, you can DM me on Instagram. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I'm, if my Instagram will be up, up by then, but. If it's up, I'll see it. If it's not up, I'll see it eventually. But yes, the best way to kind of give me a response to this question, as to who do you want to meet in the Bible, would be on the Spotify Q and A tab. So yeah, I would say right now, please go and spend your, your own individual time with God. Spend quiet time with God. Get away by yourself and pray. And yeah, I love you. And most important, and most importantly, the Lord loves you. Bye. As you may or may not know, Christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis. So I believe it's up to us Christians, fellow believers in Christ, to support them either financially or spiritually. So would you please, please, please click the link in my bio under persecuted Christians, support them financially, and join me in prayer, either five minutes, two minutes a day, just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshipping God and to continue following Jesus. Thank you.